Hey fam, we are quickly approaching the arrival of the Showcase of the Immortals to MetLife Stadium. So that means the fourth wall WrestleCast is throwing a party. The fourth wall team will be hosting the first ever fourth wall WrestleMania tailgate event with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities on Sunday, April 7th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For the cost of only $5, your entry fee will benefit the Ronald McDonald House Charities and includes all-you-can-eat food, sodas, beer, and other refreshments, as well as access to fun games like your favorite wrestler's entrance contest, WWF Old School Trivia, the Fourth Wall Cornhole Tournament Extravaganza. But that's not all. There's going to be raffles and prizes and music and special guests and so much more. The tailgate will be streaming live throughout the day on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash fourthwallcast. More information will be available on the Fourth Wall's Facebook page as well as on their Twitter page at fourthwallcast. You can also visit rantwithant.com or go to patreon.com slash fourthwallwrestlecast for more details, times, and location as we get closer to the event. Once again, come join the Fourth Wall fam at the WrestleMania tailgate party on April 7th at MetLife Stadium from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, Woo, can't dance all night long. Question, Macho Man. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. This is the fourth wall wrestlecast. Be sure to check us out every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network, available on all major podcast platforms. I am your host with the most, the babyface of podcasting, J.C. Bones, and I am accompanied by my good brother, my oos, 
my fellow hound of justice. He is not a morning person. Introducing the good doctor, Doc Haas. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Not a morning, not a morning <laughs> person. My ass. I'm singing over here, man. I've only been waiting for you for about an hour. It's all right, though. Well, that was my alarm's fault, dude. It wasn't loud enough. All right, I actually well, have my phone. I have my phone in the other room, charging. And usually I can hear it, and for whatever reason, I didn't hear it this morning. You want to know what I hear? I hear excuses. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's an excuse. It's just, I'm not saying it. it's not an excuse. I'm just explaining what the excuse is. Well, fam, now you know. I told you everything. <laughs> and if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to episode 18 of the fourth wall wrestlecast if you enjoy the fourth wall experience and want to show your support there's a few different ways you could do so first be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at fourth wall cast that's the number four t-h-w-a-l-l-c-a-s-t and also check us out on facebook at facebook.com slash fourth wall cast we will be streaming live video from our wrestlemania tailgate on our facebook page so be sure to send us a friend request between now and april 7th next please buy our merch go to represent.com and search for wrestle addict radio pick up our t-shirts and our hoodies and our fresh fourth wall swag which makes it all official and last but not least join the fourth wall fam by going to patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast where for as low as one dollar a month you will receive early access to our weekly shows three dollars gets you exclusive content and five and ten dollars gets you all of that and so much more so come join the fam at patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast doc we have a big event coming up in a few weeks tell the fam all about it yeah we do fam we got the fourth wall wrestlemania tailgate April 7th, right before WrestleMania 35. It'll be from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the MetLife Stadium parking lot in East Rutherford, New Jersey. $5 admission gets you food, gets you drinks, gets you beers, gets you games, gets you prizes, gets you great people. And, of course, it gets you plenty of kayfabe. All of the proceeds We'll go to the Ronald McDonald House Charity, a charity close to mine and Bones' heart. So, once again, April 7th, 4th Wall WrestleMania tailgate, 11 to 4, MetLife Stadium parking lot. We'll get you the lot number in the weeks leading up to Mania. We're still still solidifying that. So make sure you keep listening, and we'll love to see you at WrestleMania. Definitely. We really cannot wait for this huge event. This is also our first WrestleMania, uh, all three of us, me, you, and Smarky. So what well, a great way together. to start off our first WrestleMania with a tailgate party with some of our best friends, our ooses, our good brothers, and just fellow good people, just wrestling fans around the world. Before we announce, is this your first WrestleMania, like, ever? This is my first Mania ever. Oh, nice. This is my second. Oh, okay. And I think this... Yeah, this is our first as a fan. Together, right. Which is nice. This okay. is my second. I think it's... I, I, I think it's Sparky's third. Oh, right on. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm the rookie here. Yeah, yeah Mania's fun, dude. I was, at, I was at Mania 29, and that was probably one of the shittiest Manias ever, and it was oh. still a lot of fun just to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, all, it's all about the atmosphere, the environment that you're in. You know, yeah. you, you can't beat that. It's an experience I don't think you can get anywhere else. 
But let's talk about experience, and we want our fam to experience episode 18. So on today's show, we're going to talk about a a few different topics. We're going to discuss the ridiculousness that is Kurt Angle's farewell match. We're going to talk about the new unfiltered and uncensored Ronda Rousey. We're going to take an adventure on the indies. We're going to talk about the NXT title scene and the results from the five-star fatal five-way match earlier this week. We're also going to talk about Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, and so much more. So, Doc, let's start this off and let's talk about Kurt Angle's farewell tour. So he finally announced the opponent of his choosing this week on Raw, and he chose Baron fucking Corbin. Even my dog doesn't like that that choice. So, well, apparently, apparently Vince McMahon didn't agree with his choice. Uh, apparently, <laughs> there have been a lot of ridiculous reports on how. Vince McMahon didn't know Kurt Angle was going to choose that. Uh, There was a lot of heat on social media from other superstars, wrestling fans. Even Kurt Angle's wife was vocal on Twitter about his choice. And no one knows why John Cena wasn't the first choice. Uh, Maybe Kurt Angle forgot what the plan was. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I, I don't say I say that in all seriousness because I can totally see just Kurt just forgetting what the plan was. Yeah. I don't know what that was all about. It made no sense. It made no sense to even bring Corbin into the story. Like, why not have Cena on Raw? I don't know what Cena's schedule is like, but mm-hmm. why not announce this on Raw with Cena returning and then just have Corbin be what I like the next two weeks on on Raw he could face Corbin and Shelton Benjamin and then Boom, last match. Right. I, I don't even understand why they brought Corbin in even, like, was that, like, an audition for Corbin? Like, was that? I mean, like, they, hey, all right, they already you get, know. You get, one segment, you get one segment to try to make this work, Baron. Yeah, they already know that Corbin is not over with the fans. Corbin gets some of the most heat on Raw. Back when the McMahon-Helmsley regime made their return to Raw back in January, and Corbin was trying to fight for his spot as GM, they saw it then. The crowd wouldn't even allow Corbin to say anything on the mic. They just kept booing him and booing him. Like, nobody likes Corbin. I'm a fan of Corbin in the ring, not a fan of his character, and not a fan of him being the choice to face Angle at Mania. But the dirt sheets are reporting that now Corbin is kayfabe injured all of a sudden, and now John Cena will be taking his place. It has not been reported by WWE that that's actually happening, but the dirt sheets are reporting that. Even if Cena does take the spot, who cares at this point? Because it wasn't announced uh, initially when Kurt Angle made the announcement. It would have meant more if it came from Kurt Angle. Right. It would have meant more if it came from Kurt Angle and if Cena was actually there. I'm like, use your big draws to your advantage. Yeah. You know, Raw had a had a Raw Raw's numbers um went low again this week. Mm-hmm. And and which is a shame because Raw really wasn't wasn't that Raw was really bad or anything. Yeah. But there was nothing exciting to draw people into to the show. There was no there could have been a John Cena this week. Yeah. I mean, we haven't no. seen Cena now Wait, was, since was Brock, before. Was Brock Rumble? this week? Was Brock yeah, he this was. Week? Was Brock, yeah, Brock was on this week. Yeah, Brock you could have Brock and Cena. Raw. You could have Brock and Cena 
you could have built that whole raw around those two guys appearing. Mm-hmm. Or you could have done Cena next week. Yeah. I mean, we still have two uh, more weeks uh, left, so th- they still have time to build it. And again, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to say that they, that they wouldn't do a good job of, of of building this Cena versus Angle match in two weeks because they always and they have plenty of uh, plenty of content for any of their video packages to help build this match. But I'd like to see if WWE actually reports that Cena is taking Corbin's Corbin's spot now, um, and if Corbin's injured, I thought not, that w- I. I thought WWE did report it. No, that's only been on dirt sheets. That image I showed you was a dirt sheet image. Because according to WWE.com, there's nothing about Cena and Angle being official. At least not that I've seen as of today. When you sent me that thing yesterday, I thought that came from the WWE.com. Yeah, when I, I just when like I went lo- back, and I looked, looked at the headline there. real quick. I didn't. I didn't open it. I was at right. work. I didn't actually read the article. Right. So no, that well, changes everything. Yeah. That so nothing. Yeah. So we'll find out this week, and who knows? Maybe, maybe if this is true, maybe Cena will show up this week on TV on Raw. And take out Corbin, maybe. Yeah. So, um, well, let's talk about the the rest of Angle's farewell tour. I mean, he's had a couple decent matches against uh, younger talent like Chad Gable and Apollo Cruz, which I think is great for these younger talent. Unfortunately, Angle is not in his best shape of his life, so he's a little stiff in the ring. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, it doesn't really help out Chad Gable or Apollo Crews try to get through these matches. But for what it's worth, Chad and Apollo did hold their own and really helped Angle look good in these matches. Right. Um, yeah, I think Angle, as the matches have been well-received, entertaining, the audience, they're over with the audience. Kurt's working within what he can do. You know, he's working with guys who who are who are compatible with him in the ring. Um, the only thing I'd like to see at this point is the last Raw before, like his last Raw before Mania. Uh, I think that should be against Shelton. Yeah, Shelton has to be a part of this farewell tour. But who else could it be? I mean, there's still one more week, so Shelton's definitely one of them. But uh, maybe Corbin gets relegated to the match this week, this week or something. There you go. Yeah, that can make, that can make sense. I mean, honestly, could, could I, you have, and then Corbin loses to him. Could you imagine? You know, oh, you know the man. pop that you know the pop angle would get if Corbin yeah. lost the angle. Oh yeah. You want to know another match that I would I wouldn't mind seeing if Angle was in better shape would be Angle and Brock. Yeah, I mean we and I mean their match, their WrestleMania 19 match, of course, is a is one of the it's a, a very underrated match in the history of match. I think most people just remember Brock botching that shooting star that press. Shooting star press, you know? oh Yeah, but the rest of the match was really solid. The both yeah. the guys in there, both you know, Kurt in his prime and. Rocket, really the beginning of Brock. But, yeah, it would have been nice to see them go at it one more time. But you can't put Angle in the ring with Brock now. He's not, just not too, nowadays. He's yeah. too rough for a guy like Angle. He can't do it. Yeah. You know, you can put him in the ring with Rollins, no problem. You can put him in the ring with Roman, no problem. You can't put him in the ring with Kurt. Yeah. You know, Kurt just wouldn't be able to keep up with him anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. But I think Brock would have been a, a great opponent, whether it be Mania or even on this farewell tour. But, oh, well. We have to just think, reminisce on, on the good times of Angle and Brock back in the day. Yeah. Back so, in the day, man. So let's uh, let's switch over to SmackDown and let's talk about Kevin Owens. So Kevin Owens returns and he gets put into the title picture over at Fastlane. Um, 
and it, which ends up becoming a triple threat match with Mustafa Ali. Kevin Owens does not win the title, but Kevin Owens has been nowhere near the title picture since Fastlane. He wasn't on SmackDown last week. He's on SmackDown this week, and he's hosting uh, the Kevin Owens show. A very different, uh, I think we saw a very different Kevin Owens this week on TV. Uh, this is definitely very babyface KO. Uh, let's start with that. What do you think of babyface KO, and do you think he's going over as well with the crowd as he could be? Yeah, I, I think I think he's doing a good job, and I think he should just keep doing what he's doing because I do think he'll win the audience over like this. I feel like this is like I think face KO is closer to who KO really is. You know, like, 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 I'm not saying that, like, you know, like, like, you know, a prize fighter, he's not a tough person and he can't kick some ass with me. So I'm just saying, like, I think he genuinely, like, outside of the ring, like, you know, all of us have personalities, you know, in real life. And some people tend to more do more heelish things with their lives. And some people tend to do more faceish things with their lives for real. And Owens seems like a face guy. I mean, I, I, say, I see this guy singing. I've seen a YouTube video of this guy on stage singing with Shania Twain. Yep. Shania Twain at the Pell Center in Montreal. I mean, nothing says face like getting up there and rocking out with Shania Twain, okay? You know, he's posts videos with his kids all the time. He's he, he's he's pulling those that whole family, family man, Bret Hart type face thing. And I think he's gonna pull it off. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't see him up with because he's got the gift of gab. He's a great in ring worker. Uh He's he's been in big matches and he can be trusted in big matches. Right. What so, makes it what makes it this is going to work? Uh, I'm with you on on all those same oh, notes. I, I definitely think that it's going to work. I I like Babyface KO. It's very different. Uh, I like how since since the end of 2018, there's been a lot of changes in uh, in the superstars. We see Babyface Kevin Owens. We see a heel Daniel Bryan. We see this. Stone Cold Becky Lynch persona. I like how right. a lot of the personas that we're used to seeing from like, let's say 2015 to 2018, we're seeing some vast changes in some of those top tier right. characters, which are really going to give them a whole new level to what their character development can show. So I like what they're doing with Kevin Owens, but my only question is I really expected to see him in the title picture going into Mania. Does creative just have nothing for him? And what kind of what part in Mania, what role in Mania is he going to be playing, if any? I think the more I'm looking at this and I'm thinking about it, I think Fastlane got Kevin Owens back on TV, uh, reestablished him at the top of the card at the very least, and that top five guys in the card, you know, um, it helped him. He went in as a super heel, Daniel Bryan, so it helped develop his face persona now and then now he's just gonna kind of let it simmer for a bit until after mania and then i think he he might enter back into that title picture even if it's like you know being involved in number one contender matches and and maybe not winning yet or just using his show to as a platform to always be involved in the top storylines you know much like Miz tv would do at times you know i feel like this is where you're going to see owens go until the time is right to put the strap back on him. Right. Now, let, let me pose this question to you. This is going to lead us into our next topic. So, WWE has already announced 10 matches, 10 official matches uh, booked for, for WrestleMania. 
Uh, I did read reports, again, dirt sheet reports, don't know whether, you don't know how true this is. WWE wants to cap the card at 14 matches. So let's look at the matches that still have not been officially booked. We still have Roman versus Drew. It's not officially booked. The Intercontinental title, the women's tag team, the Raw tag team, the SmackDown tag team. I'm including the SmackDown women's title in the 10 because we know someone's going to win this week and someone's going to face Asuka at Mania. So there's at least five to maybe six more matches that have not been officially announced. So what titles are going to be cut from WrestleMania? Do you think we're not going to see any of the, the tag team titles defended at WrestleMania? I think you're going to get... If there's a tag team title that will be defended, it's the, uh, the women's. women's. The women's, yeah. That's the only one that the they've women's. been building for. Right. There's really been no... It seems like you know, on SmackDown, all the faces are kind of doing this unite behind Kofi and the New Day thing right now, mm-hmm. which would at least explain why they're not in, like, like, like why the tag... Why the Usos aren't in, like, a... Uh, tag team feud right now you know what i mean does that make sense it does it makes um, sense i feel like both of the t- i think smackdown's tag division is probably gonna get a little bit of a reboot after wrestlemania like usos are at the top let's get this it's established who the next tier of teams the challenge of this year are gonna be and i'm sure in a raw tag scene we'll do the same thing especially with some of the nxt call-ups doing so well um i definitely think you'll see the women's tag titles defend maybe the smackdown tag titles Maybe you 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 get something like this was a, this was a nice opportunity to do the Usos versus the Hardy Boys and a little passing of the torch match and I think yes. WWE dropped the ball on it. Yeah, I'll be well, dead honest with you. Well, now let's bring this back to Kevin Owens and into our next topic. Our next topic is about Sami Zayn. So back on March 14th, it was announced that Sami Zayn was going to be on Raw this week to discuss his plans for WrestleMania. I didn't see Sami Zayn, did you? <laughs> I watch Hulu Raw, so you have to confirm that with me. So there, I, there was no Sami Zayn on Raw. Now, this is the second time they've done something like this with Sami Zayn since the beginning of the year. Back in January, they put out one vignette, Sami Zayn making his return, coming soon. But we saw it once, and then you never heard of it again. Then they announced Sami Zayn's going to return on Raw. Then Zayn never returns. The only thing, bringing it back to KO, I could see KO doing at Mania is potentially having a match with Sami Zayn, where Sami Zayn makes his return, goes, I can't believe you came back without me. You already had a title match. We're going to have a fight. I, it's not a match that I want to see. I mean, I always want to see the two of them fight. Those two could fight forever. But... I don't want to see them fight again at WrestleMania, but I could see them going that route. So with Raw, I'm sorry, with Sami Zayn not being on Raw to, to address his WrestleMania status, are we going to see Zayn back in the WWE ring at this point? Because I feel like they've been dangling the meat in front of our faces, but Sami just is not returning. He's been out for, it's got to be over a year at this point, or at least, at least almost a year. Almost a year, I think. I think it's almost a year. 
Um, I think he was around at Mania last year. Yeah, he was in he the was, match yes, with, with Daniel uh, Bryan, Daniel Bryan and, and uh, Shane McMahon. Yeah, so he was at Mania last year. So it's been a little, 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 almost a year. We'll call it. Okay. I think Sammy's going to be back. I think it makes more sense to bring him back, maybe on like on the on the draft, the night of the draft. Okay. Like Owens gets drafted back to Raw, and then Sami Zayn comes out, and that can be the start of that. There's no. I don't think Owens is going to have a match at Mania this year. Do you think Owens? Yeah, wait, what? Do you think Owens will be, be be relegated to the Andre Battle Royal? He'll probably be in the Battle Royal, but I think you know he might also have some backstage moments. Mm-hmm. You know, I say I feel like he's probably going to be in. Maybe he'll win the Battle Royal. Who knows? Yeah, because so far they've only announced two superstars for the Royal, and that's for the Battle Royal, and that's Braun Strowman actually and Andrade. It kind of writes itself if Owens wins the the freaking the uh, the battle royal by last eliminating Strowman, right? With the help of the dweebs from SNL, like that could that's that's not face. I don't know what is. Yeah, you know that could, right. that that, that kind of writes itself a little bit. Yeah, but again, does anyone want to see that? And what is that going to do for KO's career except put him over as a face? So yeah, I mean that's but that but that's important right now. Him being put over as a face, he's having, he's going through a major character shift. So it's important to do that. Like this could be actually be like decent use of the battle royal. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it looks like they're 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 purposely trying to put some of their top tier talent in this battle royal to make the Andre battle royal mean something this year. With they already have Braun and Andrade, who has been, who I expected Andrade to have a, a much bigger role in WrestleMania this year, but unfortunately he's being stuck in the Battle Royal. But I think uh, not everybody can get this, a match. Yeah, I'm, I think they're going to try and make this Battle Royal mean a little more with some of these bigger names in it, so I could see Kevin Owens end up in this. But unfortunately, right now we still got we're two weeks away, still up in the air on what's going to happen with both Kevin Owens and even if we're going to see Sami Zayn in time for WrestleMania. Uh, but anyway, Doc, before we continue with our WWE talk, let's take an adventure on the Indies. Hey, it's me, Johnny Smarks, and you're listening to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast on Wrestle Attic Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, now presenting Adventure on the Indies. Fam, let's talk about AEW and some of the news they've been making. They just recently applied for some more trademarks. Um, interesting note that I believe all the trademarks, or at least three of the four of them, were trademarks um, that were originally owned and, and I guess uh, asked for. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, <laughs> but by Dusty Rhodes, the father of Cody Rhodes, uh, amongst the trademarks, Battle Bowl. Uh, for those of you around our age all to remember I, I didn't even remember what this was and I had we had to go do some research before the show this week and to know where the Battle Bowl was and as I read about it it all started coming back to me basically the Battle Bowl was a big WCW tournament that was held in the early 90s I want to say 93 and you had you had eight tag team matches and the winner of the tag team matches had a 16 man battle world that was the whole card and this card was huge. Rick Flair was on it. Uh, Steve Austin Stone Cold was on it. 
uh, Harlem Heat before they were Harlem Heat. Kane and uh, Kane and Cole. <laughs> yep, were on Old the card. Uh, Cactus Jack Vader, who won the Battle Royal, was on the card. It was a huge, like, like huge names on the card. So AEW applied for that trademark. So maybe they'll be bringing that concept back. Uh, they also applied for Bunkhouse Stampede and Bash at the Beach, which I know were WCW events. Um, Prince of Wrestling. You know anything about that trademark? I think that Prince of Wrestling is Cody's. Uh... Cody's moniker, and he just put the trademark on it because he is the only Prince of okay. Wrestling. Yeah, that's the only. Not, there's no like backstory or history to that with like Dusty Rhodes or anything. Not, not that I know of. That wasn't something that he. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, that that that's his original thing, which yeah. is cool. Uh, outside of that, they also announced some new women signings. Um, Sadie Gibbs, that's is a big one. Um, huge uh, UK indie star. Um, she's really destined to do some big things. She's in great shapes, great look, uh, great in-ring worker. Anything to say uh, about Sadie? Uh, I know that she had a, uh, a short stint in stardom. She hasn't really been around for too long, so she's still on, on the younger side. Uh, doesn't have too much experience, but she is pretty well known over in the UK. I, know, I do know she's very, very big into CrossFit, which... Uh, you, you, you can definitely tell by, by the shape that she's in. Uh, oh, um, yeah, dude. She's jacked, dude. Yeah, she's, she's friggin' jacked. fucking jacked, dude. So, <laughs> she'll, she'll definitely be a good powerhouse to add to the, the, the roster they already have going in AEW. That's a big signing, especially with uh, WWE expanding in the UK so much. This is a way yeah. for AEW to get their foot in the UK market. Agreed. Um, also, new signing, uh, Impact Wrestling's Alley. Big will signing. be joining big signings two-time knockout champ she's also been shimmer uh triple a shine she uh had a fcw developmental tryout uh with ww of course fcw being the precursor to nxt i uh, had a segment with gold dust in 2010 uh she's also she's wrestled all over the world as said she's a she's a championship wrestler another big signing for AEW's women's division yeah, uh, it's going to be huge. I think the women's division is really starting to shape up at AEW. I mean, they got Britt Baker, they got Bea Priestley, Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray, and now the addition of Allie, Sadie Gibbs, and whoever else they already have. Uh, things are looking up and up, man, and I'm looking forward to see how this talent really pans out. And I'm not too sure who is going to be debuting at Double or Nothing, but I do think we're going to see at least Allie uh, perform at Double or Nothing. Yeah, at the very least, that's a, that's a, that's a bigger name. Yeah, um, I'm sure you'll see. Is is President Brandy Rhodes have a match at Double or Nothing already? I don't know if she's listed to wrestle or not at Double or Nothing. That I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, but I think if anybody's gonna have a match, it's uh, going to be Allie and be yeah. between those two, those two gals. Yeah, because I think they they want to they're gonna want to get their bigger names for their their first uh, their first live show, which will be Double or Nothing uh, May 25th. So. All right, Doc. Well, uh, that's some uh, more good uh, AEW news, and we'll keep bringing you you guys the updates as we get them. So we're going to continue on with some more WWE talk right after this break. Do you like wrestling? Do you like podcasts? Well, have I got some good news for you. What's going on, everybody? It's Will Tarashuk, main host and founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. And every week, we bring you the banter, the silliness, the good, the bad, and the ugly from professional wrestling. From 
audio content to video content to our Patreon to our ever-growing community. You can be the brand and join the kingdom. Yes, Slack, even you too. Hey you, yeah you, are you looking for something different in 2019? Are you tired of the norm? Well head on over to Wrestle Addict Radio on iTunes and catch me, J-Bone, from Smash This Podcast, bringing you weekly Impact Wrestling reviews. And be sure to check out the rest of the RantWithAnt.com family there as well. All right, Doc, so we got some great news this week. AJ Styles has re-signed with WWE. Uh, are you surprised? No, not the slight. I never thought there was... I never thought for a second AJ was... I think he's finished his career with WWE. I think he's, you know, he's traveled the world and he's done it all. And now, if anything, he's going to be... Uh, probably, I don't think he's going to work house shows as much. I think he's going to get to spend more time with his family. That seems like that's really important to him. Even, with, you know, in storyline, obviously, his family was worked into a major storyline for him this year. But I think, you know, it's as his kids are getting older and starting to, like, you know do things. I don't know if they play sports or dance. I don't know what his kids do. It's not my business, but I'm sure AJ wants to be there as a dad, and he's earned that right. He's 41 years old. He's been a world champion in multiple promotions the world over. WWE knows what they have. They know they can't let him go to AEW. I mean, AJ's got all the leverage here, and I think he used it, and he got what he wanted, and he deserves that. Hall of Famer, without a doubt, a future. Without a doubt. All, yeah. all, all, he was a Hall of Famer when, when when he had that record for holding the title as long as he did last year. I mean, he's already a Hall he, of Famer in my eyes. And also for he was a, just his, from his debut until 2018, all he's done within the past two to three years. You know, his, it, it's, 26, his 2016 was one of the best years in pro wrestling yep. in probably the history of pro wrestling as we know it today. Yeah. His WWE career has been phenomenal, literally, no pun intended, but it's a shame that we don't get more more indie guys coming to WWE and having that same kind of push like AJ Styles. Like, that, that's, that's the kind of push that we would expect Kenny Omega to have if Kenny ever came to WWE. But AJ, you gotta also understand that AJ is legitimately better than just about all those indie guys out there. Look at the indie guys who have made it. Daniel O'Brien, CM Punk, AJ Styles, you know. Um, those are guys that took the bull by the horns and like basically forced themselves to be at the top of the card. You can even go back to, to guys like Mick Foley, you know. Yeah. If you really want to look at it, really, Mick Foley hopped around circuit to circuit to circuit in America and Japan before finally catching on with WWE and he forced himself into the top of the card by being a great in-ring performer so AJ's done what Daniel's done that's what CM Punk did that's what Kevin Owens has done mm-hmm. and some other guys are falling short yeah. and there's always going to be guys that fall short because it's hard to be the best yeah no you're at, right at anything yes Styles is if not the he's one of the best professional wrestlers in the world and i'm gonna call him he's a professional wrestler uh in terms of sports entertainment i think he lacks on the promo side he could work on his speaking but again at this point let let his his move set let let his in-ring work do the talking for him you know 
gets the he gets the Bret Hart pass, dude. The Bret the Bret Hart promo pass, dude. Exactly. Like, just don't go out there and sound stupid, and you'll be fine. You, know, you don't have to go out there and be the Rock or Stone Cold. Just don't go out there and sound stupid. Yeah. You know, like there's guys that don't get that pass. Like Braun Strowman does not get that pass. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm very happy that Styles resigned. Uh, I didn't think he was going to to leave and not resign. There was a lot of rumors no. going online about that because people already have their thoughts. But I'm glad Styles is sticking around. I think Styles is going to end his career in WWE, and within the next, like, I don't know how long he, his con- new contract is for, but let's just say it's a three year contract. So that brings us to what 2022. I think uh-huh. I think whatever his final year is, he'll be inducted into the Hall of Fame because he's definitely he's already at Hall of Fame status. Yeah, and I feel like he's gonna kind of take that Shawn Michaels route and retire before he's fifty and not mm-hmm. like he's he doesn't need you know, guys don't need to do this for thirty five years anymore right. like guys like Ric Flair and and all those those dudes from the seventies had to do Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And Styles was already very vocal about this uh, at the end of last year, how he wants to be able to spend more time with his family. You know, he barely sees his family. Um, he's on the road constantly. But I think now that he's done with his 500-plus day reign as champion, he's going to get through WrestleMania against Randy Orton. I think he's going to uh, lose to Orton to help put Orton over as a as a vicious heel in the main event scene. And I think we may see Styles take some time. You know, we're not going to see him, like you said, at live shows. We're not going to see him every single week. I think we'll see Styles in the mid-card. He's going to pretty much be the guy to help put some of the younger talent over. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, I don't know about the mid-card. I think AJ Styles is the guy you, you put at the top of the card to elevate talent. I don't think he needs to be doing jobs all the time to, to mid-card dudes. I think guys like Andrade, as they climb the ladder, one of the higher runs they have to get over is AJ Styles, you know, in a one-on-one match, clean finish Well, at, one, a, major, at, a, at a major pay-per-view. Right. Well, one thing I do see with Styles is after the Superstar shakeup, we're going to see Styles on Raw. Yeah, I, I, that's not a bad idea. I think that's, that's, a, I think that's a fucking great idea. That, that, also ties into, that also ties into my WrestleMania fantasy booking. Right. But <laughs> I, I, th- I think we put him on Raw and put him in some more uh, potential five-star matches against guys like Seth Rollins or even Drew McIntyre. Put him against Roman Reigns again. I got to see him and Roman Reigns face live at Extreme Rules uh, back in 2017, I think, over here in Newark. Uh, dude, it was amazing to watch that match live. AJ Styles and Roman Reigns have some great chemistry, but I think they, Raw. They do. I think Raw is definitely the the spot for Styles. Uh, I think at least after this shakeup. Yeah, so absolutely. But you know, we're talking about uh, having Styles help put over some of the the mid card, some of the younger talent. We need some help uh, in terms of mid card talent in the women's division on the SmackDown side. Uh, this week we are going to find out who Asuka's WrestleMania opponent's going to be. It's going to be revealed in a fatal four-way match between Naomi, Mandy, Sonya, and Carmella. Do you remember Lacey Evans? Remember her? She. I, 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 I yeah. knew this was going to go this way for Lacey Evans. I said it weeks ago. I'm like, this is already getting old. The walking out. Like, okay, you're walking out. You're you're cute. You're a lady, and you, 
this is nonsense. The only here's how this gets saved. We always we keep talking about like what match is going to be this year's all time man something match. This should be this year's all time man WrestleMania SmackDown match. Mm-hmm. Have Lacey come out, ruin the fatal four way. She 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 wrecks the whole thing somehow. Um, and then just put the the six of them in a ladder match for the women's title, and call it a day. Or or that's, or even that's if how you save the that's how yes. you save the women's title match. Even if there's no ladder, you know, put them in a elimination style six pack challenge. But I said it too, even back on our bonus episode when I did my Bones Mania. I think in order to make this SmackDown women's title match mean more it's got to be a multi-person match because mandy alone is not a good contender for the title no offense to naomi and carmella fans but what have they done lately to put them in that title picture nothing you know uh the only reason Mello's going to be there is to have a fucking seven second dance break it's the only reason why she has to be on the mania card in some way shape or form make it a multi-person match this is what's going to make this match mean more because no individual uh, that we just listed has enough uh, has enough uh, energy behind them to really say, okay, yep, I- I'm at main event status. Right, and then to have Lacey come out there and, and ruin the fatal four way, gets her involved. Gets her it involved. It just, yeah, yeah. You, you called this a few weeks ago, and you were right about this. Is the only way you can save this at this point. Yeah, I think so. Especially now they're throwing this fatal four way match together. Like I don't know how Mella and Naomi got involved in this four way match. I understand Mandy and Sonya, but. Uh, but now let's uh, rewind real quick. Lacey Evans gets called up to the main roster, has her first main roster match as entrant number one at the Royal Rumble, and then lasts quite a long time, and then has her second main roster match at WrestleMania. That's a pr- pretty pretty good start for someone who just <laughs> recently got called up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's cool, but like, it's just I'm just oh I'm already over what she's doing right uh but I think that that's definitely an awesome start for anyone to get called up to the main roster fucking Royal Rumble Wrestlemania but unfortunately what has she what does she have to show for it nothing it looks good on paper yeah that's nice but you know we live in a visual world and people need to see see things need to see something out of the character so I mean at some point she should at least be physically interjecting herself in matches at this point right. at the very least yeah she never like makes just, it into the ring she makes it to the bottom of the ramp yeah. and then turns around and leaves i, I want to see her I get guess, into the I ring yeah, i guess i get the idea of slow build but there's been no build it's just been slow right. like it, 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 like there's also the word build means something needs to be building something needs to be getting taller or growing you know, nothing's been growing. So you're only doing slow right now, WWE. You're not doing a slow build. Right. Well, you know, talking about building, uh, we're going to take us to our next topic. We're going to switch We're gonna switch gears, and we're going to talk about Impact Wrestling. Uh, Impact Wrestling has just reestablished their developmental agreement with OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling. So we're talking about developing and building characters this is a great opportunity for Impact Wrestling to start getting some uh, younger, potentially homegrown talent uh, coming out of OVW. Uh, don't know if anyone in the, in the fourth wall fam knows, but Al Snow uh, last year in 2018 purchased OVW. Al Snow does have a more recent history with TNA and Impact Wrestling. So Al Snow definitely had a lot to do with this partnership again. 
And it's a, I think it's a great way to have impact really uh, build and develop some younger talent. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have no doubt that OVW will be successful in putting out a product. It's just a matter of will that product get exposed once they get to impact, you know, but it's impact going to have the proper platforms for that talent. Right. Uh, I think they will, if they stop showing their, their televised uh, events on pursuit TV, that probably 5% of the population actually have that channel. Right. I think impact after all these years needs to get back on, needs to get some better TV deals. Uh, yeah. so they can get more I mean, eyes on the product. There is no doubt that the product at Impact has improved greatly. Whenever I, I watch Impact highlights, I just think this is pretty good. And it's it's pretty well produced, you know, and it's and it's easy to watch. But it's easy to watch on the eyes, but it's not literally easy to watch. Right. It, you've got to get yourself a real TV deal, guys. Yeah. I mean, they this have is, some they have some big names that their talent roster is stacked. Johnny Impact, Brian Cage, uh, the Lucha Brothers, the, the Briscoes, they have some moose. They got a lot of big names that unfortunately aren't as mainstream as they can be because they can't get enough eyes on the product. Right, absolutely. You're, and then that product, look at Allie. That product is just going to leave and go to either AEW or WWE. And right. WWE will throw them in NXT. And that's been a Kickstarter for many in a, a indie wrestler's career. Mm-hmm. There's other impact means to know they need to up their game. And I hope they're able to, because like we've said before, the more wrestling, the better, right. you know, and if they can get that leg up on say, you know, they have now they're opening another with OVW. So does that give them a leg on ROH now? Is ROH going to be the forgotten the forgotten brand with the advent of AEW. Someone's really between impact and ROH. Somebody's really going to suffer once AEW starts one of those two. And I'm just curious which one it's going to wind up being. Well, it'll be interesting because as far as I know, ring of honor still has a partnership with NJPW with new Japan. So as long as I think as long as they have that partnership going strong, even with a once AEW starts ring of honor, still be able to hold their own. Because they right, have, and they that, have that, that cross Jap- promotion with NJPW, right. so they have that foot in the Japanese market, and they have that foot in the door in the West Coast in indie scene. Because if I'm not right. mistaken, NJPW is pretty popular and on the indies like in the West Coast. Well, yeah, I think, they, I think they. Whenever they have any of their uh, any of their events in the states, are usually always out uh, in California on the West Coast. Yeah, and you know what? And we see an ROH and NJPW sold out the garden, so. They did. There's interest. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next topic, uh, very interesting topic. WWE is selling Titan Towers. So after 34 years, WWE is moving their world headquarters to a new location in Stamford. Uh, move looks like it's going to be taking place sometime in 2021. WWE is also going to be exiting their lease at their space uh, at their spaces on 1266 East Main Street. Uh, they had a lot of, of lots in Stanford uh, for their their film studios, for their warehouse, their I'm going to use the word museum uh, or I guess that was another one of their warehouses. They had a lot of different facilities there. Um, they're also evaluating their options at their production studio facilities on 88 and 120 Hamilton Avenue in Stamford. Uh, but as of right now, the biggest news is Titan Towers is going to be moving. 
What do you think about this stock? And have you heard anything about it? So, I mean, everything I've heard is what you said already. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I went on to Google Earth and I investigated this new building. Um, it's still right on. If you, all right, so anybody who's ever driven on the hellhole that is I-95 in Connecticut, mm-hmm. when you drive through Stamford, Titan Towers is right next to the highway. You can't miss it. So it's going to be on the new buildings on the other side of the highway, closer to New York City, still in Stamford. Really, really nice looking building. I think it's like when I looked at the Google Earth, there was a bunch of bank or insurance images on it. I want to say maybe uh, I don't know if it was Merrill, maybe UBS, maybe okay. it might have been. Which I think, yeah, I think that's whose name was on the side of the building. So I don't know if they're sharing the space with somebody. Note that they're leasing the space. They own Titan Towers. They're not going to own this building, right. so they're leasing the space. Um, I don't know if they're sharing with anybody. It's a big building. There's like an attachment to the building too that if to the to my eye kind of almost looks like 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 an arena or a convention center. Interesting. Um, I wonder if that's going to be a part of their production stuff. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if this could be a spot where they'll finally open a physical Hall of Fame. Like, I mean, what? That's I, I, maybe that's what this will lead towards. I think it's crazy to WWE doesn't have a physical hall of fame, whether in Stanford or New York city, which are like kind of their two American hubs. Absolutely ridiculous. So it seems like there's good. The the building's bigger. There's going to be more space than there was in Titan towers. If they own the old building and we'll see where it goes down the road. It was a lot of time. The moves can take place in 2021. It's two years from now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they are leasing this for a long time. So they definitely have time on, on their side. Uh, Reports have said they're leasing the the new lot for 16 and a half year term that will begin no earlier than July 1st of this year of 2019. So 16 and a half years, they can do a lot in that time to this building. They can create a Hall of Fame slash museum of some sorts, which I'm on the same page. I'm surprised they haven't had that yet. You know how much money they would make off of just the the attraction entrance fees and stuff like that. Is to see, you know how many of us want to see that? I would love to go to the headquarters just to look at the fucking statues and uh, just look at the stuff they have in the warehouse. That that would be a huge plus for WWE. Dude, that warehouse must be something. Yeah, you know, I'm also thinking there's no reports of this, but you're saying that the new the new lot is a bigger space and has an arena. Could they be building another? developmental territory i don't know i don't know if it's an arena just from the untrained it eye looks like it, it looks right. like an arena because like there's no like i like if i click on like like the google icon like there isn't a google icon for that like thing so i think it's a part of the building it just it just looks like it's it's laid out that way right. i can't say it is i've, I've never really i've only driven through Stanford. I know nothing about Stanford. Right, right. Um, so I just—it's just what I'm noticing. The video when I looked at the building, the visual I, I took from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, e- even if it is just a bigger warehouse and looks like an arena, they could very easily build uh, build some rings in there. Maybe make it another performance center, another developmental territory. So the the options, uh, the opportunity is endless here for that for what they could do. I mean, yeah, that's or always been the case with WWE. That's you could put the you could put a physical Hall of Fame there too, and how cool is that? You go to Hall of Fame and maybe you might see Shane McMahon there that day, right? You know, maybe you might you know then you have if it's big enough you can have events where like hey uh, it's it's you know 
Ric Flair Day here at Mania, and Ric Flair's there, and you have an event. There's so much you could do around that, and if WWE's, ex- it's, if they're moving their footprint in Stanford, maybe that's the type of expansion they're looking to do. It's what I would like maybe. to see them do, I guess. Yeah. Now, you said that the new lot is closer to New York? It's a little, it's a little closer to New York, but I mean, like, I'm talking like maybe by a mile. So It's not like super closer to New York. So when Vince hires us, our commute won't be as bad. There better be a lot of zeros in my paycheck if you want me to go to Connecticut on a daily basis. <laughs> Dude, that drive, man. Oh, yeah. That it's, drive. It's hellacious. Oh. I have taken the drive through there numerous times. So oh. anyway, anyway, fam, we're going to get back at this some more, uh, the, more NXT talk. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. JC Bones. And I am the Smark Slayer, Doc Haas. Hey, and it's me, the third man, Johnny Smarks. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, and you can catch us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. And if you enjoy the Fourth Wall experience, come join the fam by going to patreon.com slash Fourth Wall WrestleCast, where you can receive early access to our shows for as low as $1 a month. $3 a month gets you more exclusive content for your weekly kayfabe consumption. $5 and $10 gets you all of that and so much more. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics. The Marks! The casual. And the hardcore. <laughs> All right, Doc, let's talk about some NXT. What a week of NXT this was. So Triple H comes out to open up NXT this week to explain that Tommaso Ciampa had to uh, relinquish the NXT title due to an injury which we have reported on over the past couple weeks. So uh, to determine who was going to face Johnny Gargano at TakeOver New York, Triple H booked a fatal five-way match between Ricochet, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, Alistair Black, the original bro, Matt Riddle, and bro. the North American bro. champion, Velveteen Dream. Bro. Velveteen Dream. Bro. So... Doc, I mean, this match was a five-star match from start to finish. Definitely a match of the year candidate. Yeah, without a doubt. When a match starts off and before anyone really even throws a punch, the crowd starts chanting all these guys, you know you have something good happening right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's a – that's – Definitely an early match of the year candidate. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, great storytelling in this match, man. Just these guys work so fluidly with each other and their movesets work so well with each other. It's, it's, you can just tell they've been wrestling each other for years. It's, it's just like, it's like dancing to them. Yeah. Really impressive, man. Yeah. I mean, the, the offense between all five of these competitors in the match was top notch. Uh, like you said, storytelling between the five of them in terms of this match's story and also some of the side stories, like between Riddle and Velveteen Dream. Right. And also Alistair Black and Ricochet. It's like, oh, wait, now it's the two of us. We're actually a tag team, but we're going to have to wrestle each other. So they kept a lot of those other side stories involved in this match. 
But this match was just well done. Right. They were definitely building, I think, they're obviously building towards Riddle Dream at TakeOver. Um, but I thought the right guy went over here. Like, Adam Cole needed this win. Undisputed yeah. Era needed this win. Um, he won it in a good way where it was sort of dirty, but really not too dirty. Right. You know, it was, it was, a, it was a strong victory for him. It was a strong victory and, where he stole the win from – he pinned Ricochet, right? I, I, I think it was Ricochet. Yes. So it's like he stole the win from Ricochet, so – What's going to happen, you know, post takeover? Does that mean Ricochet and Cole will be in another program again for the if the NXT title is in the picture? Who knows at this point? But who knows? But now Adam Cole uh, got the victory, and it was like a half hour match. It was like at least a twenty uh, minute match, I think. Um, it was all of NXT basically. It was. It was. Yeah. I mean that. NXT this week was built around that match and only that match. It was the, much. the only match on the card was this match. Yeah. It pretty much took up the whole show, but it was well worth it. Uh, so, But I liked how Triple H said that the winner of this match will face Johnny Gargano with TakeOver, but we must have a decisive winner. So he made it a two out of three falls match. Right. This, so this gets a chance. You get the, you can have a chance to get the rest of Undisputed Era involved. Mm-hmm. You know, to cost like Gargano a fall. Right. Uh, I think I'm really conflicted on who would like Gargano needs this win for his career, but Undisputed Era need this win too. This is a tough match to call, man. If I was booking it, I mean, all right, so we've been talking over the past few weeks about the, the most recent call ups Gargano, Ciampa, Aleister Black, and Ricochet. I really think that even post-TakeOver and post-WrestleMania, we're still going to see these stars on the main roster. Obviously, Sans Champa until because he's going to be out. But there's been no sign of Undisputed Era. I think they're going to mold the future of NXT around the Undisputed Era. So if I was booking this, Gargano would not win because that's what everyone expects to happen. I would have Adam Cole win, and I would have Gargano win the big one when it matters down the road on the main roster against Tommaso Ciampa. How about this? How about it? Have Matt Riddle win the North American title, join Undisputed Era, a help. Cole get the world title and then at a TV tape in a couple of weeks they get the tag titles back no you can't do Ooh. that because they have to have all the gold at a pay-per-view maybe yeah. at, like, at, the, at the next takeover you have Undisputed Era win the tag titles back and you end that takeover with all them with the gold and Matt Riddle's in Undisputed Era by the uh, way could know. you imagine could you imagine that swerve dude that that's a that's a swerve. I don't that's like a heat, that's a heat building swerve, man. Yeah, I I don't like Matt Riddle uh, in Undisputed. I don't like I wouldn't like that booking. No, I don't know. No, you wouldn't. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can get behind that. But I think there has to be some way where at Undisputed Era started off the year saying that this is the 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 Undisputed Era's year. They're going to hold every title. Well, they have to hold every title. I think it's going to start with Adam Cole winning the NXT Championship, yeah. and and think, how fitting and how fitting would it be? Because even Adam Cole pointed it out two years ago. 
Adam Cole and the undis- Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era made their debut at Takeover Brooklyn. Last year, Adam Cole wins the North American North title American. at another at one of the takeovers, and ta- that was Takeover Nola. New Orleans. And yeah, then this Orleans, year yeah. he wins the NXT title back in New York. Yeah, you're right. And uh, maybe the riddle thing's just a little too far fetched. You might be right about you're right about that. It's a little Wait, too far fetched. You are all about swerves. I know. I love my swerves, man. I love my swerves. But, oh, I want to be unpredictable. Uh, but I definitely think uh, Colin Gargano is right there, another match of the year candidate. Have Colin Gargano faced each other yet on NXT? I don't think they faced each other on a takeover. Yeah, they're going to be on a bigger platform. Two out of three falls. Definitely going to be another match of the year candidate. Isn't it crazy how Gargano was always involved in these match of the year candidate matches? Uh, I mean, you shouldn't be surprised at all. He's one of the top wrestlers in the world. So, I don't know if you saw what WWE.com posted recently, Mm -hmm. but they posted a bunch of like pictures of wrestlers today when they were younger either meeting other wrestlers or yeah, like in wrestling did you see the pictures of johnny gargano as a kid no i did not dude you wouldn't uh, eat if someone showed me a picture of these kids like he was like like short and real chunky man and if someone looked at he's like who is this it was never what i think that was johnny gargano because now you look at me he's um, amazing shape, dude, and, and he's he's a really athletic person, dude. You would have shown me his pictures, like man, what a the the work this guy has put into his career. It made me appreciate the work he's put into his career. And I look at a picture of him in high school, and I look at it like, dude, this guy has put everything. He put he put in the everything, work. yeah, everything, man. It's it's unbelievable. So I'm looking up real quick. I don't think they have ever faced each other, man. Yeah, so th- this will be a this is a great platform for the two of them to face each other for the first time on NXT TV one on one, on NXT's grandest stage, which is you know Takeover on WrestleMania weekend, um, and yeah, man, I- I'm looking forward. I-, I really don't know how the match is gonna go, but as I mentioned earlier, if I was booking it, Cole would come out victorious. Yeah, I, I'm with you, too. Cole comes out victorious, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm looking back, like, just through, like, and I'm just going through the wiki right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing a time where, even in the indies, Gargano and Cole have had something of note. So, this is this is, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they've had to have crossed paths at some point, and they've had to have had one-on-one matches at some point. There's just no possible way <laughs> right yeah they did it i mean these guys have careers have basically mirrored each other you know they're unquestionably contemporaries yeah um so yeah cole's got to be the winner undisputed error just has to especially if you're like you said you're teasing the main roster call-ups of gargano and and alistair black and ricochet and i think alistair like you to bring up your other point about where they go next i think ricochet and alistair black are going to stay singles competitors in nxt and tag team on the main roster like i think they're going to have two different roles within the company almost yeah that's kind of what i see happening because they're definitely a a force to reckon with in the tag division and since they started teaming up on the main roster 
Um, I've included them as a tag team in a lot of my my, my fantasy booking for the main right. roster tag division. But let's right. talk about the NXT tag division, uh, which is which includes Ricochet and Aleister Black going to the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament Finals against the Forgotten Sons. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say this is their push for the Forgotten Sons. I disagree. I think Aleister Black and Ricochet win this, and this is like their last thing they do as a tag team on NXT. They do this, and then they go, and and then what? They get a tag team title match, right? Against, uh, against the uh, War right, Raiders. At yeah, against the War Raiders, York. right. Right, so they get a tag team title match against the War Raiders. They'll probably lose that match, right. and then that'll be the end of their tag team days on NXT. And I think there'll be a tag team on the main roster. That's how I see this going. Okay. I don't because I, I, I and, and you know you could say that we could use Ricochet and Aleister Black in the tag division in NXT, but it just seems like it makes more sense to have Ricochet go, go into a feud with like say you know, like Adam Cole, like you were saying for right. the title. I'd rather see that right now, and then maybe Aleister Black spends more time on the main main roster and less time in NXT. I think after after Takeover New York, Al, Aleister Black is done with NXT. Because, well, and now here, here's another side topic that I've been reading some, um, not even reports, but uh, people from the NXT WWE universe who go to a lot of the live shows are reporting that a lot of the live shows, uh, the NXT live shows, Ricochet and Aleister Black are pretty much on their farewell tour and going on the mic and cutting promos, thanking everyone for their time. Uh, they had a great time in NXT, so I, I'm uh-huh. really... It's interesting that they're doing that, but also what we see happening on TV, it's it's hard to say. Are we going to see Ricochet and Aleister Black staying in NXT? I really think if anyone's going to go to the main roster, definitely it's going to be Aleister. But if they're both cutting the promos, then maybe we just don't look too far into – too much into how that match played out, the fatal fight, like who pinned who and who who was – maybe we just don't look as much – look into that and maybe after this, you know – Maybe it's all long-term booking for when they all get to the main roster. Yeah, you know, yeah, possibly, possibly. So, but uh, but you know, I still think the Forgotten Sons are going to go over uh, on Ricochet over uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black. I don't know if they're going to beat the War Raiders, but I could definitely see them having a series of matches with the War Raiders past Takeover New York. But you want to. Start that at Takeover New York. You don't want to do Ricochet and Aleister Black versus the War Raiders at Takeover New York. I don't know. I feel like, like Ricochet and, and Aleister that's could the, be. That's it. Oh, that's it. That's the end. That's the end of their NXT. Like that's like the, the culmination right. match against the War Raiders. It's going to be a freaking fucking clinic. No, nah, it, it, uh, no doubt it's going to be a fucking great match if you put Ricochet and Black in there with the War Raiders. But I feel like the NXT tag division needs a shot in the arm. Because who do they have? They have the War Raiders of the Champs. You got Undisputed Era, Forgotten Sons, and the Street Profits. Okay, you have Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner. Right. But who else do you have? I'd like to see them get involved more. I like. I would like to see uh, Barthel yeah. and Eichner I think get involved more. I think, that's a, I think that's a good, logical team. Right. Oh, and you have... Yeah. Um, oh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. So you have like right. six no, tag teams. Plenty of team. Yeah, hey, you don't need Alistair Black and Ricochet in you there. Don't need, like, yeah. They don't need to be there. 
Yeah. So you'd let them have their send off, and then you could start a Forgotten Sons and War Raiders uh, uh, seg- uh, program into the next takeover. I'm cool you know with what? that. You know what? Have the first match on take on, on NXT TV, not on takeover. Have the culminating right. match on takeover. Where's Money in the Bank this year? Where's the next takeover? I think it's whenever Money in the Bank is. I don't know when that no, is. No, where is Yeah, I'm trying to think of this. But yeah, uh, that's what. Chicago, that's what maybe? I think. I think that's what makes the most sense. Right. You know what? And sticking with your booking, have Ricochet and Alistair go to take over to face the War Raiders and Forgotten Sons cost Ricochet and Alistair the match. That could be a thing, too. Yeah. That could be a thing. You know, I, I just, I, I mean, Johnny and I got to see Forgotten Sons live at that NXT show in Thomas River a, a few weeks back. And you know what? For what they do, all right, their character aside, what they do in the ring is not bad. All three of them are very good in-ring performers. They just got to work on their character work and their promo work. Uh, I just hope this isn't the start of the forgotten push for the Forgotten Sons. And I, I, I would like to see the tag team start making some headlines down the road. I think this will be the year for the Forgotten Sons. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I think they're – I just don't like the gimmick. I like – I don't mind them as wrestlers. Don't I don't like the, the gimmick, gimmick either. It, it's it's like a it's a ripoff Sons of Anarchy gimmick, and they're very similar to Sanity in a way. But I like the, the way they dress and everything. If if they yeah. stuck with more of how they have a military background and that was where their gimmick lied, that would make more sense. Right, they could do that something more with I, that. Absolutely, and they can kind of be like. They can be like the new real Americans or something like yes. that. Yeah. You know, but like a biker version of it. Right. Like you could you could tie that bike culture into it without so blatantly ripping off Sons of Anarchy. Right. Exactly. You could be much better with that creative. By yeah. the way, just for a little aside, money in the banks in Hartford. Oh, right, in Connecticut. So do yeah. you want to go? Yeah, so take yeah, takeover will be it'll be be I takeover, I guess they're gonna be takeover Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> Hartford sucks. <laughs> so I think that means Fourth Wall is going to be going to Money in the Bank and take over Hartford. Yeah. That's unquestionably within our range of driving. Yes. Hartford's only like two hours away. That's not yep. too bad. Bang I'm into that I'm noise. All, <laughs> all right, well, real quick, let's, uh, let's put a bow on the NXT news. Uh, last but not least, finally this week, DJZ has officially signed with WWE. And we'll be reporting to the PC and the NXT live show circuit very soon. Uh, DJ Z comes to us from Impact Wrestling. He had a, a, a fairly long stint there from 2011 to 2018. Very, very decorated champion on the Mexican indie circuit as well as Impact Wrestling. He was a two-time X Division champion. Uh, DJ Z has kind of like a DJ gimmick. He was partnered up with Robbie E, which we mentioned, spoke about last week when Robbie E was in his tag team called the Bromans. Uh, DJ Z was part of that gimmick. So it's cool to see DJ Z and Robbie E both reporting to the PC. Uh, the two of them, f- from vignettes and stuff that I've seen on YouTube, the two of them have pretty good chemistry together. So it'll be inter- interesting to see if they pair those two up again on NXT. So does that mean you're going to see definitely see them as a tag team in WWE? Is that why they signed the two of them to work together as a tag division? Uh, it's possible. 
Uh, but you could also think you could also go and look at other former Impact stars like Drake Maverick and EC3. Those two were partnered up and attached at the hip all through their time in Impact, and those two have great chemistry together. But those two are not partnered up in WWE. It depends on what you know Triple H right. and Isaac Man's vision is of their gimmicks. Um, it looks like what they've been doing more more so recently. Um, when you see the guys like the Bobby Roods, the Drew McIntyres, the Ricochets, the Keith Lees coming to NXT, they're keeping their same indie persona and carrying it over. Bobby Roode probably wasn't the best okay. uh, best analogy, but a lot of them are keeping that same persona and they're trying it out on the NXT live show circuit and NXT TV. And if it goes over, then they're going to keep it going on to the main roster. So... All right, Doc. Well, listen, we're going to uh, put a bow on the on this episode right after this break as we continue more WWE talks. We'll be right back, fam. What up, Booses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. What's up, guys? This is Mr. Monday Morning, Mance Chapel, inviting you to join me every Monday morning for The Gift of Podcast. I'll give you thoughts on today's wrestling, but I'll also hop in the Wayback Machine and we'll take a look at wrestling's past. And my God, sometimes it gets ugly. Don't take my word for it. Come hear it for yourself every Monday morning on Wrestle Addict Radio. This is The Gift of Podcast. So, Doc, I think we were both wrong when it came to the United States title picture going into WrestleMania. We both assumed it was going to be a multi-man match because there are so many big names that have been involved in the U.S. title picture over the past few weeks. But as of this past week, uh, Rey Mysterio has put the challenge out to face Samoa Joe at WrestleMania for the United States title. Uh, I think this is going to be a great match for Rey Mysterio. I... Now that it's only one-on-one, I see Rey Mysterio going over because Rey Mysterio can become a Grand Slam champion as long as he wins the United States title. And over the past five years or so, WWE is really big on creating Grand Slam champions. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, all these guys have become Grand Slam champions over the past five years. So Rey Mysterio was another great superstar to be added to the list of Grand Slam champions. But now, my question to you is why do you think Rey Mysterio bought his son Dominic into the picture and why is it important that Dominic will be sitting in the front row to watch Rey Mysterio beat the bully Samoa Joe? He's all grown up. Look at him. He is all grown up. He's taller than his dad. I think the Dominic return... Dominic's return, I think, makes me think more that Samoa Joe's going to win this match, kind of like and make an example of Rey Mysterio in front of his son and keep building the Samoa Joe character that way. It's like taking that AJ Styles storyline he did and bringing it to like another sort of personal level, this time father-son, and you can do so much more when it's father-son instead of like husband, wife, and little daughter. 
Like there's a line with like right. someone's like four four year old daughter. Whereas that line is a lot blurrier with someone like like Dominic Mysterio, whatever his real last name is. I always forget which Ray's rough get Ray's actual name. So but, you know, as you can with Dominic. Right. So may- maybe we'll see Samoa Joe attack Dominic on SmackDown or something leading up to Mania. Yeah, I mean Dominic's definitely gonna take a bump here. He's definitely I think he's definitely gonna get involved. Um, I can see I that because Dominic has been training uh, in the ring right. as well, so yeah, he no, knows he, how to take bumps. Wants, yeah, he wants to get into the business. There's no doubt about it. So this might be his first like chance. WWE's taking a look at him, seeing what he, at least kind of what he has a little bit. Um, I do think Ray's eventually going to be a Grand Slam champion. I think he's going to win this United States title eventually. Right. Don't think he wins in a Mania. I think Joe leaves Mania with the strap still. You know, do you think we're gonna? I mean, you're all about you're you're the guy who's all about the swerves. So what about this one? What if Dominic turns heel and helps Samoa Joe defeat Rey Mysterio? <laughs> Are we gonna see a heel Dominic? Heel Dominic, man. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think we're gonna see a heel Dominic. I don't think that's in the cards. Sorry. But it's definitely funny to think about, though. It's funny <laughs> to think about. Could you so, imagine just like? Could you imagine that him coming out to taunt his father? Right. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a good. You got. You got to put more substance behind that before that yeah. t- that turn happens. They need to have some moments as a father son duo first. Right. Now let me let me pose this question to you too. Why did they not make this a multi man match? Why are superstars like Andrade being relegated to the Andre Battle Royal? Are they just trying to? put the Andre Battle Royal up on a pedestal by putting some bigger names in it? Or did creative just not see it the way we were viewing it over the past few weeks? Well, I've never viewed the United States title match as a multi-man match. Let's just clear that up right away. It's been a one-on-one match. Oh, that was only me. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not every single match, not every single title match at Mania needs to be a multi-man match, Bones. But everyone's got (laughs) to be on the card, right? No, they not everybody has to be on the card. Not everybody gets to win. Right. Okay, sometimes you just don't get to be in the title match. You just that's not how it's working out for you. Yeah. Sorry, everybody else in the SmackDown big card. And yeah, I think it's also what you said. Make them if there's bigger names in the Andre Battle Royal and make it more interesting. Like I've said multiple times to you guys, like as it stands right now, I really don't have any interest in watching the Andre Battle Royal. I'd probably rather put it on the network and finish a couple of beers out in the parking lot and then head back and then and head inside. And the parking lot during the fourth wall mania tailgate, shameless plug. Woo <laughs> so that's just my thought maybe you do put andrade in there to help elevate that put our truth in that to help elevate it you know make it interesting have some actual feuds within the battle royal right yeah. um one feud that is probably the biggest feud right now in all of wrestling and the biggest match uh going into wrestlemania uh involves ronda rousey Let's take a minute and talk about Ronda Rousey's new character. Uh, she she breaks kayfabe. Uh, she gets her Love husband it. Travis Brown involved. Now Love it. now Travis Brown knocks out security. Now Love he it. Ronda's being fined. Travis is banned from all live events. Love it. Uh, poor poor Dana Brooke got her friggin' ass kicked on Monday. I kind of love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was nice to see Dana Brooke on Raw for two weeks, though. It 
just too. It was too predictable. Yeah. Dana, the, the whole thing with Dana Brooke was unfortunately just too. But the, I'm gonna stand up for the locker room. But Ronda's gonna fucking kill you. Shut the fuck up. How, <laughs> how awkward though were was Dana's promo this past week? Like she's just. I know what she was trying to get across, trying to put herself over like the baby face, the underdog, but she, she just does not have it on the, on the mic, man. She has like no mic have, skills. Yeah, yeah just, I don't know if some acting classes or just anything yeah. like that. Remember when Batista was awkward and then he became an actor and now he's not now as awkward not. on the mic? You know, so now, now I, I think maybe that's what Dana Brooke needs. But there was just no doubt in my mind that 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 match was going to last, you know, more, less than, there's no doubt in my mind that that was going to be done in under 30 seconds. Yeah. Ronda just freaking destroyed her. And uh, it just, it was cool because it helped, you know, build Ronda's heel character more and her, I don't give a fuck character more. Like, you know, it's almost like, oh, Becky doesn't give a fuck. Well, I cannot give a fuck better than Becky, right. you know? Right. And it's just kind of almost like a, it's turned into like just a pissing match now, which yeah. I love every second of it. I, and I a absolutely lot of people love like, it. Yeah. There's so many people like really pissed at this Ronda thing and you're all being a bunch of smarky nerds and you need to stop yeah. because it's, it's fucking scripted entertainment and this is entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, watching Ronda throw security around is entertaining me. Then getting Travis Brown involved, I thought that was good. I thought it was a way to keep it like the only person I can control Ronda is her husband. You know, exactly. And then at some point, and it would make this even better. Just at some point, Ronda gets out and kicks Travis Brown's ass at a raw. It says, "Stay <laughs> out of my fucking business." Yep. Like that's the logical next step for me. Yeah, this Ronda character is what we all wanted when she first debuted last year. Yeah, and we're getting it. And and it, even if she does take time off, like is rumored, mm-hmm. at least this is what we're going to remember. So when she comes back, like everybody's ready and stoked for it. Right. But when she comes back, or she, do you think she'll still keep this character? Or is she going to go back to the whole smiling, I love being here? Uh, uh, she can't go back to that now. She has to keep this when she comes yeah, back. Yeah. And I, and I'd, be I, like, I'd be like asking Stone Cold to go back to studying Steve. Oh, God. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's, a very good, that's a very good analogy. But I think if she does take time off and comes back, she keeps the same character. And when she returns, that's the introduction of the Four Horsewomen of MMA. And then we can start getting into that storyline down the road. But real quick, let's go back to Dana Brooke. So supposedly she has a kayfabe injury from her match against Ronda. Now, dirt sheets are reporting that WWE has said they're going to have the Women's Battle Royal at Mania. That has not been announced by WWE yet, but we'll probably see Dana Brooke... um, She'll be okay in time for this Battle Royal because they got to fill up the battle royal with as many names as they can especially if the smackdown title picture becomes a multi-woman match they're gonna have to fill some spots over in the battle royal right i I still think they should move that battle royal to take over and have and start takeover yeah Yeah. i think it'd just be more and i know people looked at as as a slight to the women i just think it'll be more appreciated on takeover yeah i agree yeah it won't be lost in it won't be lost in the card yeah especially if you have nxt women stars in the battle royal as well you're probably going to, I mean, there's going to be at least, it's probably a 50-50 split between NXT and WWE. Like, NXT will have 50%, and the other 50% will be main roster and, and like, Tristratus leader types. Not necessarily, because if you look at the entire women's roster on Raw and SmackDown, 
there's over 20 active superstars. Now, given if some, I mean, we have, and that's not including Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte, or Asuka. Uh, the, the but you're not going to see, but you're not going to see all those NXT, all that NXT UK wrestlers. Like, you might see, like, Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley, but right. I don't think you're going to see any of their uh, other talent that aren't quite as, maybe not quite ready for that spotlight right. yet. Yeah, but the main roster definitely has more than enough women to fit in a 20-person battle royal. Uh, but if they needed to fill some spots, they could throw some, uh, like, Bianca Belair, Zio Shirai's or whatever into into the mix. But, all right, let's go back to the Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte feud. So, I'm going to pose a rhetorical question here. Why so many moving parts? Let's go back to the beginning, Okay. Ronda versus Becky, champion versus champion, booked at Survivor Series. Then Nia breaks Becky's face. Becky is pulled out of the match. Charlotte takes her spot. Charlotte beats Ronda to a pulp with a kendo stick. Then Ronda has to get back at both Charlotte and Becky, so Ronda costs the two of them the title match at TLC. Then Charlotte and Becky, now they both want Ronda. Then Becky wins the Royal Rumble. Then she gets injured. Then she gets suspended. Then she gets arrested. And then she gets reinstated. <laughs> All that stuff never happened. I'm so glad she's not injured anymore because she oversold that fucking knee injury. And it was just bad, bad, bad. I'm so glad that she's done. I love how she's miraculously no, me. miraculously she's me. back to normal. Her knee never was injured. She's perfect now. Let's clear up the term oversold. Like, I think she oversold it at the end because she never let it gradually get better. Um, yeah, and then all of a sudden she wasn't injured anymore. That was kind of weird. But, yeah. you know, we, we've seen weirder things in pro wrestling than no, that. We definitely have, but th- that yeah. just shows that uh, that was just her trying to keep kayfabe alive. So anyway, so let's go back to the, to the, uh, the moving parts. So then after Becky gets reinstated, then Ronda vacates the title. Nope, just kidding. She doesn't vacate it. But now Becky has to fight Charlotte to get into the main event match at WrestleMania, even though she already won the Royal Rumble. Mix all that in with Ronda's recent heel turn and a few more fines. And look at our end game. It's what we wanted for the past friggin' five months. Ronda versus Becky versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. And you know why they're doing all of this? For a fucking killer video package at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, that is going to be the fucking highlight of WrestleMania's that goddamn video package. I mean, it, it, you do it also, one, you had it, you had a cross-brand feuding, so you have to think of creative ways to make cross-brand feuding work. And two, it was just, it wasn't just cookie-cutter writing. It was like, okay, let's... Let's try to take a different path to get to this. Like everybody knows it's coming, everybody wants it. So let's 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 fuck with the audience as much as we can, you know. So they're just interested. It's like, oh my gosh, Becky, is she gonna get it? I have to tune in this week. Is Becky is Charlotte gonna come out? With, you know, now it's like it's turning into the point where it's must see TV. What is Rhonda gonna do this week? What's Becky gonna do this week? What's even Charlotte gonna do or say this week? You know, like they've all of them have just been 
A-plus game. Yeah. And it's because we're not sure what to expect out of them every week. That's why you book like this. It's a little tougher to do. It takes a little more imagination. But you fucking you, people are getting paid to be creative writers. Right. Use your fucking imagination. Come up with good stuff. And this entire storyline dating back to November is going to get your casual fans who don't watch wrestling every single week who are only coming to watch WrestleMania more invested in this match because they're like, wow, look at what she went through. Look at what she went through. Charlotte is kind of just thrown in the mix, but it's going to get the casual fans much more invested. Like this, one of my friends I grew up with who might be coming to Mania with us right now because someone from our group had to give up their ticket. Like, this person is only coming because of Becky Lynch. He hasn't watched wrestling since the Attitude Era. So really no interest. Sometimes it's on at the bar on Monday nights when we're out drinking. Um, My friend Timmy Two Shoes is the person that might be coming. uh, (laughs) But he's going to come because Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. Straight up. (laughs) Becky Lynch is awesome. Becky Lynch is. Go see Oak. Yeah. And Becky, Becky is the bigger draw, I think, right now for this match. Because... Out of all these moving parts, Becky had to go through so much more just to get here. So going back to what I said before, even the casual fans are going to be buying into the Becky Lynch character at this point. This is awesome because all three of them are huge draws in their own way. their own right, exactly. Yeah. But now another big draw that we're most likely going to see at WrestleMania is Kofi Kingston. Yo, he is another one who has a great story, a great video package to show at WrestleMania on how Kofi got to this point. Kofi just had to go through a gauntlet match this past week against Sheamus, Cesaro, Rowan, Samoa Joe, and Randy Orton. And he beat them all successfully, but... In typical McMahon fashion, Vince McMahon comes out and adds Daniel Bryan to the match. Well, Daniel Bryan gets the pin on Kofi Kingston. So now Kofi does not have a chance at WrestleMania. Kayfabe, not have a chance to fight at WrestleMania. Um, Now, the reports that we see online are, uh, is the New Day going to quit? All because they take something out of context and they blow it out of proportion. Damn dirt sheets. The, the New Day had a really good backstage segment after SmackDown in the locker room saying, maybe we should just quit. Maybe we should just go somewhere else. Maybe we should do this. It's, it's almost a shoot promo, but, I mean, for those of us that know or are watching, this is all a really, really good work to still add more fuel to the fire and really build uh, Kofi to get to this mm-hmm. match at WrestleMania. Hey, well, I know it's crazy with all this. He's probably going to lose at WrestleMania. I don't know if I book him to win a Mania. I'd like, I'd like to see this pan out over the span of a year. Yeah. Uh, I would have next year. Let, let, let the women have steal the show this year and let Kofi have it next year. Could, could you imagine if we popped for Kofi winning the title and Becky winning the title? I mean, that'd be awesome, too. Listen, I would love to see Kofi win. I just don't know if I would book it that way. I mean, the only other big pop that I'm going to have at Mania is when Ruby Riot wins the Women's Battle Royal. <laughs> but the only match she'll go out be seen her in if there even is a Women's Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk about that. But anyway, uh, you know, going back to what I said earlier about Rey Mysterio, how this will be, this could be his opportunity to become a Grand Slam champion. Well, guess what? 
This could also be Kofi's. The only title yeah. Kofi needs to win now is the WWE Championship. And if he wins it at Mania, we will be crowning two Grand Slam champions at WrestleMania. We'll see. Well, we got a lot to consider over the next two weeks. Really looking forward to our prediction show for WrestleMania because we know how unpredictable uh, WWE is, or wrestling is in general. So a lot's going to happen over the next two weeks. So, Doc... I think it's time we close up shop. Did I just hear myself say three minutes? We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock All right, fam, let's tell you about the schedule coming up. March 28th, we'll have a new episode of Smarky Singles Run. It'll be episode number six of his uh, solo show. That'll be followed on March 30th by Fourth Wall's most, Fourth Wall's next installment of the Superstar Shakeup. Here's how we're going to do this this time. It'll be 11 superstars to be traded from brand to brand. No NXT call ups, straight up Raw, straight up SmackDown. That's on March 30th. Uh, April 1st, we'll be, the, we'll be uh, where we start our content marathon. And the first thing that we're going to do is have Kayfabe Classics. It'll be me and Smarky. We're going to be talking about WrestleMania 10 and all the greatness that was WrestleMania 10. Um, Bret Hart having two matches tonight. Bret Owen opening the night and then winning the title over Yokozuna at the end of the night. You also had another title match, world title match with Lex Luger and Yokozuna. And of course, maybe the greatest ladder match in the history of pro wrestling, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. On April 3rd, Bones is going to join me for Kayfabe Classics, where we talk about WrestleMania 20. The reason we're picking 10, I'm picking 10 and 20, because both were in New York. WrestleMania is in New York area this year. So WrestleMania 20, of course, was highlighted by the amazing triple threat match between uh, Triple H, Royal Rumble winner Chris Benoit, and Shawn Michaels. Also the classic Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle title match. We also had John Cena Big Show open that. It was for John Cena's first ever United States title reign and first ever title reign, I believe, in WWE period. Uh, Lesnar and Goldberg's last matches of their first run. So a lot of stuff went on there. The return of The Undertaker. There's the dead man, of course, was at WrestleMania 20, where he faced his, uh, his arch nemesis and brother Kane. So make sure you're there for that on April 3rd. April 4th. Go visit Bones and Sparky at the RWA Gala at 7.30. It'll be live on twitch.tv backslash RWA World if you can't be there in person. They'll be there. They'll be representing the brand. I'll be there in spirit. April 5th, Sparky does his Sparky single run takeover New York post show. So hot takes from Sparky, our third man for takeover New York. April 6th, that'll be episode number 20 of the Fourth Wall WrestleClass Classic. It's going to be our WrestleMania prediction show. Yeah, I know what I did there. It's going to be our WrestleMania (laughs) prediction show. (laughs) Where uh, I embarrass these guys and I predict WrestleMania way more intelligently and correctly than they did. I actually won some money in a WrestleMania prediction pool last year. I smoked everybody. It's awesome. Well, you fools thought Oscar was beating Charlotte, you silly sons of bitches. Anyway, uh, <laughs> April 7th, that's WrestleMania Sunday. Make sure you're live streaming with us on Facebook as we tailgate from 11 to 4 in the parking lot. 
at MetLife Stadium. For Facebook.com backslash Fourth Wall WrestleCast to check out the live stream. And then finally on April 8th, Monday morning aftermath. Obviously, we will not be recording Sunday night aftermath right after Mania since we will be at Mania. So we'll be bringing you Monday morning aftermath instead. We'll be talking about the results and reactions from WrestleMania 35. And hopefully Becky Lynch will be our new Raw Women's Champion and we could be gushing about that. Might be a might be a little like uh exhausted on that day. It's gonna be quite the weekend of events because I mean we're gonna have the world's greatest tailgate party in the world's greatest state. Yes, sir. At the world's greatest football stadium, home of the world's greatest football team. The Jets. Yeah, okay. Jets, 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 Jets. I can't too smarky the Jets fan too. Losers. <laughs> I got my my dog all riled up. For the world's greatest wrestling, the world's greatest wrestling event. So it's gonna be a gonna be a fun time, and I'm looking forward to all the content. Make sure you're with us all WrestleMania week, fourth wall fam. Awesome. Looking forward to it all, Doc. Uh, but we have to now close up shock that's all the time we have for today so if this is your first time tuning in once again i am jc bones you can follow me on twitter at jc bones that's j-c-b-o-n-e-z and i am doc haas you can find me on the twitter machine at d-r-h-a-s-e the number four w-c and also, please make sure you follow our third man, Johnny Smarks, on Twitter, at Johnny Smarks a lot. And that makes us the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Fourth Wall Cast. Check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fourth Wall Cast. Please buy our merch at Represent.com. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio and make it official with the Fourth Wall swag. And last but not least, show your best support for the fourth wall team by going to patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast get exclusive content merchandise discount codes annual rewards and so much more patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast hey real quick what was that website for the merch you can get the fourth wall swag at represent.com slash store slash wrestle dash addict dash radio Body slam! Yes. And if you've enjoyed the fourth wall experience, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe, and join our Patreon and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the fourth wall wrestlecast. Goodbye and good night. <laughs> That tune. Oh, old school. Come on. I know. Was that the intro music to. Come on. 
Was that for like all the WWF VHS tapes? Oh, was you in the right ballpark? It was the intro music to a certain event for years. WrestleMania. The WrestleMania intro music. I also believe it's the Linda McMahon entrance music too. Like whenever <laughs> Linda was course. on TV, I believe That's she used that theme. Awesome. <laughs> it's so cheesy. Oh, it's so man. 90s. It's so Jim Johnston. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to go edit fun. this and then get ready for my gig tonight. Tonight. We playing at Rod's Steakhouse in Morristown. Oh. I'm also going to sit here and I'm going to keep brushing my beard, too. I have a beard, bro. Hashtag beard life, bro. Beard life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, brother. You have a good one, man. I'll catch you later, dude. Um, I'll talk side. to you tomorrow night. We'll plan out stuff for Sunday. All right, cool. All right, bro. Be easy. Later. Be greasy. Don't be sleazy. I'm in squeezy. Squeezy. Peace. <laughs> later. Oh, man. That's a wrap.